Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning on Shouts of Grace, we're going to continue our study in the book of Philippians, and I am excited to continue this as we're nearing finishing chapter 3, but we're not quite there yet. So let's go ahead and let's jump into our text here this morning in Philippians chapter 3, and starting in verse 1, it says this, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord, for to me to write the same thing to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the mutilation, for we are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I also might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he has confidence in the flesh, I more so." Circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning righteousness, which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, these I've counted as lost to Christ. Yet indeed, I count all things as lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ. And be found in him, and having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. That I may know him in the power of his resurrection, in the fellowship of his suffering, being confident, excuse me, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may obtain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already obtained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ has laid hold of me. For brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal, the prize, the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let as many as are mature have this mind, if anything you think otherwise— God will reveal it to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk of whom I told you often and now tell you, even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is their destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies, that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able to subdue all things to himself. Now, today we're going to be focusing in on verses 17 through 19, and once again it says this, Brethren, join in following my example, and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you, even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is their destruction, and whose God is their belly, whose glory is their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. 
Now, the first thing they want us to see here this morning is that there are those who are a good pattern, who are a good example for us, and we ought to go and to note their pattern. We ought to go and to note their example, and we should go and follow in their example and in the pattern. It says, brethren, join in following my example and note those who walk as you have us for a pattern. Now, this is important for you to understand and for everyone to understand. You need someone to follow. You know, th- there is kind of this Jesus and me heresy that is out there, this th- this concept that it's it's Jesus and me, and that's all that matters, and that there's nobody else around us. Remember, uh, when we started this study in Philippians, I said that we're going to be able to see quite a few times in this book of different relationships, of how we're to have our relationship look with one another. And this is one of the places where it, where we should be able to see it, is that we should be able to go and to find people that we're to go and to look and see, just as the Apostle Paul is following after Christ. And we go and we say, look, I, I see that person following after Christ. I'm going to follow them as they follow Christ. And in doing so, I'm therefore following Christ. Brethren, join in following my example. I'm going to look at your example, and I am going to follow it. And he goes and he says, and note those who so walk. So those who are following the Apostle Paul, he says, look, look for those who are following me and note them because you have me and them for a pattern. You see, you should have somebody in your life, probably multiple people, who you are following as they are pursuing Christ. As they are following Christ, you're saying, look, as you're following Christ, I am going to pattern my life to line up with yours. And I'm going to go and follow Christ in the same way that you are following Christ. This is good and this is right. You know, in America, in this American Christianity that we have today, it seems like so many times that every, that the, how to put it, the personalized relationship, the personalized relationship with Jesus, which you do have a personal relationship with Jesus. You should if you're a Christian. But it gets overemphasized to a point where it takes out the others. And that's a problem. It's not just Jesus and you. God, when he created mankind, he looked at Adam and he said, it's not good for man to be alone. We are to live in community with one another, which means that there are people that you are going to have to follow. And it says here, note those who walk so or who so walk. You should write a list of people that you go and say, I want to follow this person because I have recognized that they are following Christ. You ought to take note of it. But on the other side, there are also those, many who walk, who are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Now, this is important to understand as well, because it's not just that we get into this hyper-individualized Christianity in America, in this whole just Jesus and me heresy. But on the other side, we also at times get into a, 
everybody's a Christian. They might express their Christianity a little bit different, you know, but everybody who says they're a Christian, you, you know, they're, they're good people. And so, you know, I'm just going to follow them and, and things like that. Or, 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 you know, I, I'm not going to recognize that they're bad, but there are actually people who we should not pattern our lives after. For many walk, of whom I have already told you, and now tell you, even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. See, there are those people that are out there who it's not simply that they disagree with Christ. It's not simply that they got something wrong, but the Bible actually says, whoa, 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 whoa. They're enemies of the cross of Christ. They're working against the gospel. You know, so many times we go and we look at it in American Christianity and we say, well, they're they're not the enemy, you know, and they're they're just they're not the enemy. You gotta remember that it's just Satan who's the enemy. No, the Bible tells us there are those who are enemies of the cross of Christ. There are false teachers who they are going out and they're leading people astray. They're leading people to hell. They are enemies of the cross of Christ. They are actively seeking to undo what Christ did on the cross. That's what an enemy of the cross is. Someone who seeks to steal the opportunity of salvation from someone. And there are people who do that, and they do that through false teaching. They're teaching false doctrines. It's not just that, that oh, they're doing something wrong. It's that they're actually enemies of the cross of Christ. And it goes and it tells us this, whose end is destruction. They're going to go to hell. Whose God is their belly, their own lusts their own desires. That's their God. That's ultimately who they worship. In whose glory they get popular. They become well-known. They become renowned. Their glory is their shame. And then there is the summarization. They set their mind on earthly things. Now, you need to note people who you ought to follow, and you ought to note people who you should not follow. But I also want us to take a look at this, because these are all temptations. See, no temptation is overtaking you except that which is common to man. These are all temptations that you could fall into of the enemy of the cross of Christ. Let's look at them. Whose end is their destruction? Okay, we understand that. that that's, that's that they're going to go to hell. That's something that we could all fall into in, in, in that sense that we could all not be saved. But, but, but then it goes and it says, whose God is their belly? You know, where do your lusts rank? Where do your desires rank? Where do your lusts rank in your worship? Do you deny yourself? Because if you're not somebody who denies yourself, well, what does that mean? It means your God is your belly. That's what it means. If you're not willing to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow Christ, deny yourself, it means that you're just going around fulfilling what you want to do, and it means that you're saying that I ultimately am the one who is worthy of pleasing. Therefore, I'm the one who's worthy of worship. I'm my own God. 
my bellies, my God, my desires are my God. And then whose glory is their shame. This is speaking about the desire for popularity. To be known more than to make the message known. You see, if you desire to be known more than you desire to lift high the cross of Christ, to lift high the message of God, then guess what? You're an enemy of the cross of Christ in that moment. And the last one, who set their mind on earthly things. What is your mind hooked on? What is the default setting of your mind? What, what is it that you come back to? Is it the things of this earth? Or is it the things of God? Because an enemy of the cross of Christ is described as somebody who worships their own lusts, wants to be known more than they want to make the message known, and as somebody whose default setting in their mind is not heavenly things, but it's earthly things. Take inventory of your life, Christian. What do you need to correct? What do you need to get better at? Who example do you need to follow? Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9, as we depart, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And we pray cause it's all we can do. And while we trust in Jesus, sometimes he leaves us waiting for his hand to move. Oh, but even in darkness, we hold to the promise. There's nothing we can't overcome. So that